they're going ahead and getting everything ready. But I, I feel the Holy Ghost was just them practicing. You know what I'm saying? Could you go ahead right where you're seated and give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Now I'm going to ask you to do something else. I'm going to ask you to stand with me because there's anticipation about this night. I see cars still coming in the parking lot. But I believe with everything in me, if you're here tonight, it's because God brought you here. I believe that with everything in me. First of all, I want to give God praise for the souls that were saved and what happened this morning. Can we just give God a praise? Never take it for granted. Never take it for granted what the Lord is doing in our midst. And I believe with everything in me, if God has his way, if God has his way, somebody's life is going to be eternally changed from this service tonight. I believe every time we gather together, there's power. Somebody just say power. There's power to see God turn things around. I want you to lift your hands to a God that is able today. I'm so thankful to have Joel and his family here. I'm so thankful to have you here. And above all, I'm thankful to have the presence of a mighty God in this place. A God that can break chains, destroy burdens, move depression, wash away guilt, take away fear. Spirit of God, we ask you to move in this place. You are our great high priest, Lord Jesus, and Holy Ghost, you are our intercessor. We ask you to move in this service, to walk up and down the aisles, not just in this house, but the aisles of our heart. God, to wash away the regret and the residue of yesterday. And let, let's leave here. Somebody needs to leave with a clean slate, a fresh start. God, you're the God that's able to do that. God, I believe you that mistakes fall powerless in your presence. That wrong turns and bad decisions lose their ability to stop your people from going forward. I sense a going forward anointing in this place tonight that we will not stay and we will not go back, but in the name of Jesus, we will go forward, forward into our future, forward into our purpose, forward into the plan you have for us. God, I think that your word is greater than any word that's come against us, that your plan is greater than any plan that's tried to stop us. Heavenly Father, have your way, and we give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Worship the Lord, y'all. All I want to do is love you. All I want to do is praise you. All I want to do is lay down at your feet, Jesus, and lift my hands toward heaven and let
somebody say, let the fire, let it fall. From pride's bitter cup And I drank my fill Till it all dried up Just when I thought I would die first Hey, here's a living water It healed my hurt A love like a rain Washing my sins into the sea, and now I'm free. Thank God I'm free, cause His love like 
It's going to rain on you tonight, Chase. It's going to rain on you. Heavenly Father, rain in this place. Spirit of the living God, saturate your people. God, I thank you that when the rain comes, fear leaves. That when the rain comes, weariness leaves. That when the rain comes, you wash away the broken dreams and the shattered promises. And all we're left is with the scent of a new harvest. God, I thank you that for those that came weary of the old harvest, the old pain, the old, the brokenness, that there's a fresh rain, a rain for their lives, a rain for their marriages and their minds. God, I thank you that you're going to rain in advance. I thank you that somebody's going to be forever changed tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Give Joel and Tina and my brother a hand clap. I love you guys, man. I tell you, we had such a great service this morning. Our praise team did such an awesome job. And uh, to have Joel and Tina here with us tonight, I'm telling you, man, we're just blessed. We're just blessed all the way around. And I'm blessed that y'all came. I'm so blessed y'all came. Uh, and to have Pastor Doug Allen and Jared, his precious baby, was sick this week in Bristol Hospital, and now the baby, y'all home, and everything's on the men. Give Jared a hand clap, man. I've known him since he was a kid. So glad to have Christy. Dave, my man Dave with us. Now give my buddy Dave. We grew up together. Give him a hand clap. And it's so good to have Sister Wanda Lowe with us. Give Wanda a hand clap. Glad to have you here with us. If you're a first-time visitor, we're so glad you're here. If I ain't got a chance to hug on you yet, I want to. I thank God for all y'all. Uh, in the back, just give them a hand clap. I ain't seen y'all before. I love you. I'm glad y'all are here. So glad to have y'all. I'm going to ask the ushers if they would to come at this time. We'll just, man, I'm telling you what. We, uh, since Facebook Live has started, did, did y'all notice this morning there were faces that we, me and Pastor Mikey were talking about that. I looked in this audience, and I, I'm telling you, Joe, I saw people I'd never seen before. And, you know, there's just an influx of people that are coming. And, and Ben stayed on I me. And I brag, I brag on people because I love them. I never brag on somebody because I don't love somebody else. You know what I'm saying? I, I would brag on each and every one of you. I, but I, I got to brag on Ben because he was right and I was wrong. And Ben is one of the, Ben is, are you 17, Ben? 16, 17? 17 years of age. Ben is like 25 mentally. He's like a grown-up, and he's such a blessing. And he stayed on me and stayed on me, and we get in the weight room. And I'm just going to tell you the truth. He was getting on my nerves because I thought, I am the man of God, Jerry, and this 17-year-old kid don't know what he's talking about. This, that 17-year-old kid more than knew what he was talking about. And we have had such an, uh, the salvations and the outpouring ever since we decided to really do the Facebook Live and the Twitter in the Periscope. So being from by my heart, I apologize for not listening to you sooner. God bless you, man. I love you, bro. I love you. <laughs> love his family. His mama, Mama Brown, has prayed for people for years and been such a blessing. And we're going to pray for her tonight before service is over, Sandy. I just, I want to pray for her. I'm wearing some prayer cloths on me as I preach tonight. My sister in the balcony had asked me to do so. And so when we do the altar call, you come on down here and we'll pray for him, okay, at the altar call tonight. And uh, if you have needs tonight, I just believe there's going to be a flow of God. But we've seen God just meet needs. Uh, I 
about a month ago, man, I'm telling you, my back was against the wall. There was just some situations that looked like, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? And, you know, I said, God, I never want to be the beggar. I, I never want to be the begging preacher. I, I, I never want to be that. I said, God, you didn't call me to beg. You called me to preach. And I said, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to express the need to the people. And that, we're going to leave it there. You guys have, have responded in such a way. It let me know city on the hill, still city on the hill. That's the deal. That's how I feel. You guys are for real, man. I'm telling you. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to ask you tonight, and I know a lot of you were here this morning, you paid tithe and offering, but we went to a church the other day. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you how we do. And I, I think sometimes you've got to lead by example. And we went to a church the other day, not long ago, and we forgot our money, and the offering bucket went by. And there was just such a powerful, powerful word that was preached. We were blessed. And we refused to go and eat a meal, whether it be spiritual or physical, and not sow a seed, because we value the things of God. Carlene immediately went home and looked up online how to get uh, an offering to that church, because we were blessed by it. And I want you to know this, I want you to hear me. If you never get a, give a nickel to this church, I love you just like I love you right now. I don't check the tithing records and the, and the books and all that stuff. I don't do that that way. Nobody can say, well, Barry's better to one than he is the other. You might have given $10,000 or you might have given two. I don't really know. All I know is the lights are still on and things are still rolling. And I know when Kelly comes up to me and says, man, God moved today. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. And I'm just believing God right now for you to take out your best tithing offering. <laughs> and like I said, Pastor Barry, I'm going to love you if you don't give a nickel. I'm going to love you. I do not. Please don't ever put me in that category. I don't want you for what I can get out of you. I think y'all know me by now. But I believe that our job is to keep pushing because the message is yet to come. I want you to hold up your tithe and offer. Spirit of the living God, I ask you to move in the tithes and the offering in the hearts of your people. In this time that we have together, make it holy and make it sacred. Spirit, soul, and body move upon us and bless us. Prepare us for what you've prepared for us. God is a part of our worship. as a part of our sacrifice. We give this to you. And we ask you to take it and bless it and use it as only you can. For this, we give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody say it. Amen. Amen. God bless you as you give. I felt this little song right here was Pastor Barry was just exhorting and the rain's falling. Uh, we've kind of got off praise and worship key a little bit. But I just feel like what's going on in this place is just say it. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God.
questions about tomorrow There's times that I didn't know right from wrong I like this Open in every situation God gave his consolation Oh, that through this trial It came to make me strong Oh, somebody through it all Through it all I've learned to trust in Jesus I've learned to trust in God through it all, through it all. I've learned to depend upon His word. Oh, if you trust Him with your life, why don't you give Him a hand clap right now? Man, thank you so much, Joel and family and family of God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We did something Wednesday night, and uh, it's something, a vision that God had given me going down the road one day. And I, I didn't feel like I was done with it. I felt like God still wanted to use it. So tonight's actually going to be part two of what God started Wednesday night. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Matthew 22 beginning at verse 11. Matthew 22, beginning at verse 11. And we're going to read Matthew 22, 11 through 14. When you're there, say amen. Stacy, good to see you, girl. Amen. Matthew 22, 11. Are you there? Jerry was getting on me because I won't wear my glasses. I'll leave them in the office. I should have worn them tonight because I got four scriptures to read, Jerry, and it's coming in kind of cloudy. And when the king came in to see the guest... He saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither and not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then he said to the king, to the servants, Bind him hand and foot and take him away and cast him into the outer darkness. There should be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now I want you to notice this verse, verse 14. For many are called but few are chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. I remember Pastor Doug quoting this many times. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Many times when the devil's attacking my mind and my faith is growing weary, this one scripture has a way of silencing the voice of the enemy. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. If you believe that's true, would you give the Lord a hand clap, and we'll get started. Tonight, you see before you two coats, but there's only one choice. In your life, there's two coats you can wear, but you have to make the choice as to which one you're going to wear. Many times, to understand a spiritual concept, it helps if I can see something in the natural Many times when Jesus was wanting to put something in their heart, Clifford, he would tell a parable or a story or Jesus was the master of the illustrated sermon because Jesus wanted his words to penetrate their mind and their heart, their very being. So many times Jesus wouldn't just say something, but he would do something with it, Sherry, that would cause it to forever stick in their mind. The woman that was called in adultery, he didn't just say words to them, Joel. 
What made it so powerful is Jesus got down in the dirt and he began to write. Ah, many people feel like he wrote their sins and their problems, but whatever he did, it stuck in the consciousness of those that heard. It's my prayer tonight that you don't just remember you came to church five years from now, but you remember what was said. And I believe if you can hear it and see it, I believe the Holy Ghost can bless it and burn it on the inside of you and drive out some of the lies of the enemy that have been tormenting you. Because as you sit here under the sound of my voice tonight, there's two coats you can wear, but you have to make the choice. First of all, that blesses me because the devil don't determine which coat I wear. The enemy don't determine which coat I wear. People that don't like me don't determine which coat I wear. My past mistakes don't determine which coat I wear. What people think about me does not determine which coat I wear. The only person that picks which coat Barry Absher is going to wear out of here is Barry Absher. You ought to give God a praise that your hater has no say in the coat that you wear. Because if it was left up to people, 99% of you, they would make you wear this coat. If it was left up to the opinion, what made David so powerful, Joel, is David at his lowest moment, he looked up into heaven and he said, I've blown it. He said, but God, don't leave me in the hands of man because they'll have no mercy. He said, but God, you judge me because even though you'll judge me, I know there'll be mercy. I was talking to Grace in between services today and she was talking about a man that had done so much for so many people and he had made one mistake. And she said, Dad, now every time they mention that man's name, all they think of is that one mistake. And I said, Grayson, that's the way of people. That's the way of flesh. You can do 99 things right and one thing wrong, and that's all they want to remember. It don't matter how many, how many people you helped, how many people you... But human nature wants to see the bad and define you by that. But can I tell you, spirit is not like flesh. God looks past your pain and your problem and he says you are who I say you are and you have what I say you have. If you believe God's word is greater than the word of man, I dare you to give him a hand clap of praise right now. Because for every lie of the enemy, every attack of Satan that would try to get you to walk out of here in this coat, God says, I gave my son that you would leave that service in this coat. But only you can make that decision because many are called, but few are chosen. You say, well, pastor, I don't understand. You got two coats up there. But what's up? This coat came from the dirt. It came from my daddy, Adam. This coat is riddled with my past shame and my guilt and my hurt and my weaknesses, and my insecurity, my worst moments are on this coat. My biggest mistakes are in this coat. The fabric of my life is failure, and it's on this coat. And what I found is when I put this coat on, I don't feel like praising God. When I wear this coat, I feel like a low-down, dirty, rotten dog, and I don't want to go to church. Many times when you wear this coat, you want to medicate just to forget how bad off this coat is. Many times if the enemy can get you to wear this coat and drape it around you, it reminds you of your worst day. It reminds you of things that the blood of Jesus has forgiven you of. But as long as it's alive in your memory, it still haunts you. 
I know many people that are tormented over a memory that the blood of Jesus has already dealt with but because they keep bringing up the old coat and reminding themselves of yesterday they're wearing the wrong garment and when you wear this garment it's going to keep you from getting a lot of things the Holy Ghost wants to get to you as we were praising as Joel and them were singing and he was singing about the rain I said God just show me just show me which people are wearing this coat because it don't matter how the Holy Ghost is moving. If I'm wearing the wrong coat, I ain't going to get what I need out of the service. And it doesn't matter what God has prepared for me. If I walk around in the coat of the old man, those blessings are never going to get to me. Not because God don't want them to, but because I'm wearing a mindset that don't let them in. Am I talking to anybody right now? I'm saying God has healing and deliverance and peace for you. And all you got to do is take off the old coat and put on the new. Because both of these coats before you are a magnet. This coat is a magnet for depression. This coat is a magnet for fear. This coat is based on memories of who you used to be before the blood of Jesus got to you. This coat makes you pay the price for what a dead man did. You couldn't put Mikey on trial for what a dead man did. You would say that's ludicrous. Well, according to the word of God, when you got born again, you died. And your life was hidden with Christ and God and now you are a new man. What I'm trying to tell you is you don't have to feel guilty and ashamed and beat down. This coat is a lie and God don't want you to wear it. But the devil loves it when you wear this coat. Because when you wear this coat, your prayers have no power. Your praise has no unction. Everything you do is cursed because this coat expects bad stuff to happen. I can tell which coat you're wearing by how your mouth's moving. If you're saying, man, nothing ever works out for me. I don't know if God loves me. That lets me know you're wearing this coat. Because this coat draws bad mood, bad memories, and I'm just going to say it, bad people. If I put on my old coat, y'all be amazed at what would roll into my life today. If I put on my old coat, and it's a warfare every day because there is a devil. How many of you know there's a devil? And every day of your life, the enemy does everything he can to get you to wear this coat so that you're ashamed of something that happens 10 years ago, so that you feel like a low-down, dirty, rotten dog because he knows as long as you wear this coat, you'll never do anything for God. But can I tell you what makes hell nervous when you say, I'm sick of this coat. I want the coat that God Almighty has for me. This coat came from the earth, but this coat came from heaven. This coat came from the first Adam, but this coat came from the last Adam. This coat is filthy rags, but this coat is the righteousness of God. This coat brings condemnation, but this coat brings victory. Which coat do you want to wear tonight? Let me tell you something about this coat. You say, what can I pay for this coat? My friend, you can't afford this coat. I was in a, I was in a, we were somewhere, and we ain't never been in fancy places much, but we went to this one mall, and we just was walking around, and I thought, well, let's just sign her on into this one shop, Carlene saw this dresser, and so we just thought, you know, we'll go look at it, and I flipped over the price tag, and it was $2,500, I thought it was going to be $25, you know, $2,500, I took my hand away, 
I was afraid to breathe on it, afraid to look at it, because I realized that there was a garment that this old country boy could not afford. Let me tell you where a lot of church people are messing up. They think their works buy this coat. Let me tell you what your works are. Your works, according to the word of God, are this filthy rag right here. If you ever gonna wear this coat, you're gonna have to realize it's not by works, but it's by the grace of God. The devil is a liar. It ain't in how long your hair is or how long your shirt sleeve is. It's have you received the gift. You are thankful that Jesus paid a debt he did not owe because you owed a debt you could not pay. I tell you where religion's messing a lot of people up. They've tried to throw off the old coat, but they're constantly trying to buy the new. You disgrace the grace of God when you try to earn something he purchased for you. You frustrate, according to Apostle Paul, the grace of God when you try to earn in your works what Jesus gave for you on his work. What I'm trying to tell you is this. 2,000 years ago, he paid the debt. He paid it in full. And he said, whoever will believe in their heart and confess with their mouth, they shall be saved. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what your conscience says. I don't care what your neighbor said. I come to preach what God says. I'm saved not by works of righteousness because all of our, our good works no matter how good they are it's a filthy rag it took far more than a human effort to earn this coat it took the blood of our Savior but when I put on the new man when I say I'm done with that old coat and seeing myself in a life of pain and a life of shame and I'm going to walk in the coat that God gave me. You know what happens every time I put on that coat? Doors open that I couldn't open for myself. Things happen in my life that I'm not worthy of. Oh, I can't get no help in here. You see, I got a lot of stuff in my life I wasn't good enough for. But when I put on the coat, God just started giving grace my way and favor my way. If there's anybody in here that God's been better to you, then you deserved I dare you to praise him if he's given you gifts you couldn't earn and things you couldn't deserve I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight uh, if you went in a lot of churches they'd be dancing around looking down at people tonight but if you could see them in the spirit Pastor Doug they all dressed in this coat talking about who I bless God I did this I did that I tell you what I don't drink, cuss, and chew, and date girls that do. And if you get around the wrong attitude, I'll make you boo-hoo. And they're talking about I, 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 and me, me, me. That ain't going to bring revival. We need somebody that's going to throw off the old coat and say, if you want victory, let me tell you who's going to give it to you. This man right here, his name is Jesus. It's not about what you did. It's about what he did. Because 2,000 years ago, he whipped death, hell, in the grave. He marched down to the inner chamber and he preached captivity free. You ought to give God a praise if you know your victory is in him. Oh, hell hates it when you hear this message because hell wants you to think, oh, it's got to be you. It's got to be you. My friend, life will have a way of letting you know that you ain't got what it takes. Life has a way of breaking. The Bible said he resisted the proud but he giveth grace to the humble. I got tired of religion because it was driving me crazy. 
I got tired of self-righteousness and works because I never was good enough. If I prayed for 50 minutes, I should have prayed for an hour. If I prayed for an hour, then I should have prayed for two. If I cut my hair to this length, I could have cut it off a little bit more and I never did know which was enough. And finally, I realized that it wasn't in man's measuring stick, but it was in the blood of Jesus on the old rugged cross that if I would put my faith in him, he would wash my sins away. When I put on this coat, and this is a for real, trade to breathe on expensive coat that come from my sister Flo Ratliff that Sandy hooked me up with. I guarantee you the pendant's real. And I look at this coat right here, and I think if I were to ask Carlene, because if I, if I said I can give you that coat right now, she would shout all over this church. But the fact is, baby, I can't afford it. But if I were to say, baby, do you want this here coat? And I said, Sandy, you give me a nasty coat. But she did. This smells like a septic tank. <laughs> if I were to say, baby, do you want this coat? Or do you want that coat? Carlene would say, do you even have to ask? But it's amazing. See, if y'all ain't going to amen me, the babies will. But it's amazing in churches how many people settle for this junk right here. Rather than hearing about the living water of Jesus Christ. Ah, oh, you ought to give God a praise if you know. It ain't about man's work. It's not about religion, tradition, and denomination. But it's about the precious Savior. That he saw you naked. He saw you messed up in your self-righteousness. And you were trying to reach to him, Joel. But you couldn't get there. And what makes my Jesus so awesome? It's when you couldn't get to him, he loved you enough to come on down to you. This coat tells me I have to get to him. That coat reminds me that it was him that came to me. And when I wear this coat, let me tell you what happens. Every time I wear this coat, my sermons are more anointed. My marriage goes better. My kids act a little more normal. Things go smoother in this coat. But you know what I found out about this cold, Pastor Joel and Tina? That not everybody gets happy when I wear this coat. Hello, Joseph. When Joseph put that coat of favor on Pastor Doug that I've seen you wear for decades now, the ones that he loved the most, they got mad about it, Christy, because that coat reminded them there was a favor on him that wasn't on them. And what I found out about religious people is they ain't going to get happy when God does for you things you don't deserve. They're going to say you don't deserve that. Instead of them praising God for what's happening in your life, they're going to judge and they're going to condemn. I come against that spirit in the name of Jesus. I refuse to tolerate you. I will only celebrate you. When you win, I will be your biggest fan. When God brings you through, I'm going to give God a praise because I know if God does it for you, he can do it for me too. I dare you to praise God for your neighbor. Praise God for your brothers and sisters. You don't know what he's done for it's a sad thing when the church don't celebrate a move of God if something happens for my boy Bobby I feel like it happened for me if something happens for you I feel like it happened for me because we're family but Joseph he wore that coat and all of his life the coat of favor he wore there were always people that would have left him alone if he'd take it off if Joseph would have been so consumed with his brother's opinion he would have took off that coat of many colors and said, I don't want y'all mad at me. I'm going to take it off. 
But Joseph understood something church people need to understand. I'd rather be approved by him than by them any day. Because man can't bring you through, but he can. Man can't open doors for you, but he can. And Joseph said, I love you, but I ain't taking this coat off. One thing I decided a long time ago is if people with me, great. If they ain't, great. I'm going to keep the coat on that God Almighty died and rose again to give me because as long as I've got that coat on, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. As long as I've got that coat on, I am the head and not the tail. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. And they may talk about me and they may lie on me and things may happen, but as long as i got the coat on, I know I'm going to be okay. I don't care what the devil told you. I don't care how long it's been going on. Keep your coat on, baby, and don't take it off for anybody. The Bible said in Matthew 22, Jesus talking that there was a celebration, Joe, and I believe every time we get together, it should be a celebration. But the problem was, Ronnie, somebody crept into the celebration, the wedding banquet. And they were supposed to be wearing this. But instead, they were wearing this. And the tragedy is so many times, we come to the house of God where if we were clothed in Christ, you'd be amazed at what kind of service we'd have. You'd be amazed at what kind of hearts God could touch. But the tragedy is so many times we're wearing this coat rather than that coat. A man came to the right party with the wrong attire. How many times have we come to the right place wearing the wrong coat? If we were wearing that coat, we would be expecting God to touch us. We would be expecting to feel the presence of God. But if we're wearing that coat, we're sitting there thinking, well, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, I can't do this, I can't do that, God's mad at me, blah, blah, blah. And you miss the whole thing. Not because God didn't want to give it to you because you had your umbrella on that blocked every blessing he had for you everything he wanted to do in your life the man walked up to him and he said how did you get into this celebration wearing that right there and the Bible said he was cast out bound hand and foot the Bible talked about the weeping and the gnashing of teeth and then it said something man to describe my heart tonight he said for many are called but few are chosen Kelly and I said Carlene do you think it's okay if I just tell him the truth do you think I, can I just tell him that if you're going to wear this coat, it's going to cost you some relationships. If you're going to wear the purpose that God has for you, not everybody is going to be with you and be on board. Not everybody that's with you today is going to be with you a year from now if you choose to wear this coat because some people liked you better when you were addicted and suicidal than they do when you're blessed and serving God. But I got a word for you. Don't take the coat off for anybody because God called everybody. But the chosen are the ones that say, I got my coat and I'm not going to take it off. I might have been through some struggles I might have cried some tears but I'm holding on to what Jesus died to give me give him a praise if I'm right about it the biggest warfare I've fought in my Christian life is wearing what God wants me to wear because I know me better than you know me I know me better than people know me. 
The devil knows how to mess with me and say, you don't deserve that. Y'all going to leave me up here by myself? Have y'all ever heard that voice? Sometimes when I get frustrated, y'all are my therapy session tonight. Sometimes when I get frustrated, my flesh just wants to take it off, throw it down, say, you know what, I ain't nothing. I ain't nobody. Who am I faking out? I'm just old Barry. God can't do nothing with me. I hear the same voices you hear. I fight the same battles you fight. I go through the same struggles that you go through. I don't want you to see me and think that I somehow am immune to the pain that you go through because every day of my life I have to make a decision. Am I going to wear this coat or am I going to wear that coat? Faith is not believing God for a car or for a house or for a job. That's Faith is believing God that you are who he says you are. The Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things will be added unto you. So if I just wear the right coat, everything I need is coming my way. That relationship, it's coming my way. That job, it's coming my way. My only job is to keep a hold of the coat and say, devil, I'm not taking it off for anybody. Job begins to play. You may be sitting here on the center of my voice. I've been in services like this. That service, I came in that one night years ago. This was my coat. Every sin, Scotty. Oh, I felt, I felt like if there was a God, he surely didn't like me. Because I was wearing that rank coat that reminded me of all my weaknesses, all my flaws. Every reason that God had for just casting me off. But the preacher started preaching about a new coat. About a new man and a new way of life. The preacher told me I couldn't buy that coat. That that coat was not earned by my religious activity or my prayer life. But that coat was a gift of God that I could either receive it or reject it. But if I would cast off the old coat, I could wear the new. Twenty some years ago, I wrapped myself in that coat. And can I tell you, it has stayed me through the storms of life. When hell was raging against me, it was that coat that kept death from taking me out. When the enemy would come up to my marriage, it was that coat that made his plans fail. When tongues came up against my ministry, it was that coat that rendered them powerless and ineffective. All I did was hold on to the coat, and it kept me through the storms of life. Can I tell you, there's a coat with your name on it. Hell wants you to walk out of here dressed in your sin and your shame. But the voice of the Father says 2,000 years ago, I sent the best I had to die on an old rugged cross that you no longer had to wear that old coat of your shame. But you could be clothed in the new coat. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things I'll become new. Every time the devil reminds me of that old coat, I just remind him it's passed away. All things. Lift your hands for all things right now. All things. So the Bible said in Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. When you wear that coat, the devil loses his power to accuse you and condemn you. When you wear that coat, you have faith for God even in the storms. You say, I know you love me, God. I'm not perfect, but I know you love me. You sent your son for me, and I'm not who I used to be. Don't take your coat off. 
I want everybody to stand to your feet. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. Sister Carlene, Pastor Bobby, Pastor Mike, I just want y'all helping me look. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm not going to call this first group up tonight, but I'm going to give you a chance right where you are. If you say, I want to be saved. I want to shed this old coat of shame and guilt and fear and worry. The reminder of my yesterday. And I want to wear the coat Jesus died and rose again to give me. I want to be saved. If that's you, would you lift your hand to where we could see it right now and just wave at us. If there's somebody that says, that's me, I want to be saved. I want to know Jesus. If that's you, would you wave right now? I believe there's somebody that God's dealing with. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to shame you. But I got an assignment tonight to make sure you get to wear the right coat out of here. This could be the first night of the rest of your life. David said, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Because he realized one moment in the presence of God could erase a lifetime of pain and mistakes. If that's you and you say, I need to be saved, would you lift that hand to where I could see it? Before I change the order of the service, because I got people I got to pray for, but I want you to know if you want to be saved, we want you saved. We love you and God loves you. And this altar is open. I want my sister up in the balcony.